2: Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. The show about the show, the show within the show. You can always get this in the normal DA show iTunes feed, but also it has its own iTunes feed because it's big time. So just search Permission Granted on iTunes, Radio.com, or other places podcasts are downloaded, and you can find it there. Now, Mraz, last week you had Hurricane Jen on the show. We previewed Hurricane Jen on Side A, and then you had her on PG Profiles. I thought every bit of it was amazing. Except for the fact that you couldn't get a word in edgewise, all of these questions that I had in the interview, you really couldn't follow up on.
0: No, and, and look, I wanted to. I wanted this probably to be a little longer, but the, even if it went longer, there was no guarantee we were going to get any of these answers in. You ask her a question, she takes a little bit of what could be a 10-word question, takes one word of it, and turns it into her whole thing. So the only thing you could do there is just keep it from crashing. There's no guiding it. You just don't want it to explode in your face, and that's what I tried to do.
2: I need to know more about her dad. Her dad was a country-western singer. Correct. Apparently had albums, was a professional, was an alcoholic, drank himself out of the business, then became a preacher, and then started recording Christian music. Okay, so I don't know if she was trying to just give me
0: a script of what potentially could be A Star is Born 2. I don't know what, what she was going for, there, but I do... I'm sorry. I think I walk away from that, that Hurricane Jen thinking, while most of that is true, I think she might have either exaggerated some facts or left some facts out. Like, I will tell you right now, a week later, not an ounce of me believes her father was truly professional. He probably played some cover stuff in a band. He probably practiced at home. I don't think he was ever truly you know, this star or or somebody... That well, she really... didn't
2: say he was a star, but she did say she, he had
0: recorded albums. Okay, so, yeah, but we all could record that into some kind of tape recorder and say we recorded an album. If her mother... I've even lost track of this. Who actually worked in radio in her life? Was it her mother
2: or her father? No, it was her dad. Her father was the country music singer. That's how she got, I think, into radio. She said she was a record producer. No. I think her mother actually worked it. See, this is how confusing she leaves everybody. I My guess
0: is her mother probably handed in some, you know, demo that her husband had made, and that's how his song got on the radio or something like so that. So you think she's embellishing everything? I think she's embellishing, embellishing the career of her father, which, look, her father obviously was special to her. She got emotional about it. But, no, I don't think her father was Johnny Cash. I'm sorry. I I have a hard time thinking he is. And
2: when I said, well, where can we find
0: these songs, I'll get them to you. It's a week later I haven't seen a song.
2: Well, he doesn't have to be Johnny Cash for him to have been a country music singer. He could just be a local, down-home, or, you know, only known in one part of the country, country country-western singer. So, in other words, he played bars. He played bars maybe, and maybe recorded something in a garage. Maybe recorded an album. That's not the way she led, would lead you to believe. Well, no, I don't think she was misleading. She said he was a country western singer.
0: But if you're a country western singer and that's your job before preacher, my guess would be you'd have to make enough money to support. You're telling me he wasn't selling insurance during the day? Like he was making enough money playing
2: music? I don't buy. It. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Well, here's the other thing that it was interesting. She has chickens. In her yard, roosters. Roosters, yeah. Now has more. But she doesn't live on a farm. She just happens to have roosters. She just lives in a normal bi-level in Albany and happens to have a couple of roosters that live in the backyard. You
0: know, in the trajectory, or I'm sorry, the long-running list of everything that we talked about Hurricane (laughs) Jen, this is a great one that I completely forgot about and really didn't follow up on. She's mentioned the roosters before. They've made noise before. She's laughed about the roosters out the window. She th- has a throwaway line in there that now she has more than the rooster she initially had. Why does she have roosters? <laughs> are she feeding them? Where are they coming from? Jen, what are you doing
2: with roosters? I loved every part of it. I love also that the PGP permission-granted profiles has taken on a life of its own. Dixieland Dan gets his first his beak wet doing some, you know, on-air stuff instead sure. of actually just doing tweets. And then he called up today's Trash Tuesday, and it was phenomenal. So you're you're opening doors for our listeners. Yeah, and really the first two were
0: ironic because Dixieland Dan was always so nervous to call and just felt easier typing. And now that he did the PGP, he's no longer nervous, gave a great call. And Hurricane Jen was the opposite of nervous to call. Does the PGP? Haven't heard from her still in a week. This I would have thought Hurricane Jen on
2: that PGP, she would have called now six times. To try to talk more. Fair, but I will say that I think we learned something about Hurricane Jen's calling habits. She said that she had been drinking quite a bit, especially after her father passed. Sure. This was around the time that she was calling us quite a bit with pretty crazy Hurricane Jen-esque phone calls. Now she doesn't call. Sounds like maybe she went dry. She's on the wagon, and now she's able to keep a job, and she's at work hours. Which is
0: great. We want Of course, a great Gen yeah. And two jobs. She did say, though, she'll drink at night because of the
2: morbidness of the obituary writer at the local funeral home. Right. She is working as a rec, uh, music promoter, she says. Yeah. But also she writes obituaries at night from a funeral home.
0: Yes. Okay, so now can we just break this Gen job situation down? So whatever musical promoter she's doing or she's hired by a music company. Look, again, I wanted to really get this. What exactly do you do? You can't tell me she's knocking on the door of some big-time rep saying, I have the client for you. <laughs> is she simply, like, like, or is she just kind of stocking music at Best Buy, and she's considering that a music well, producer? maybe
2: like, she's, she said she works for a radio company, or she did, a radio station, right. radio company. I think it's a company. So maybe she's acquiring the music that they would play on their channels? Again, I would love more details, but you can't can't get a straight thought with her. What do you think Hurricane Jen looks like? <sighs> I, my guess is her her Twitter handle does not have a picture of her. No. We've never seen a picture of her. She's never sent it to us. The only thing she sent was a picture of her in a bra. No, Just- I think it was the
0: backside. Oh. I think okay. there were it was oh. her legs and Supposed butt lying down in underpants. In underpants. Did but again, did, it, was,
2: have... it was covered up in underpants. But for some reason, she sent that to us. Right? Yes. And I, on again, Twitter.
0: That could still be stock imaging from somewhere. I don't know that that was necessarily her. There's no Jeff. face there. There's no. Look, if I could take every clue we've had of Hurricane uh-huh. Jen, uh-huh. at one point, she was thought highly enough to at least appear in a bikini contest on a radio. So at some point she in says time. She
2: she was on Howard
0: Stern's radio show trying to win a bikini contest to get implants. Right. Years ago, she had to have been in shape. She also was big in, for whatever reason, sending pictures of horses. Like her dad, I guess, was the country. She's got the Western theme. She used to ride horses. I get that vibe. Not a lot of fat women riding horses. However, my guess is it's been a long time since her last appearance on a horse Uh and a long time since her last bikini contest. The drinking with the age, as she said, she's gotten older and older. I'm assuming caught up with her. I'm going to go. She's probably not a fat slob, but she's probably very sloppy and overweight would be my guess and probably looks back at the glory years <laughs> or anybody who went to high school with her probably looks at the picture now and go, what happened to Jen? That would be my
2: guess. You want to promote this week's PGP or permission to profile? Yeah,
0: this week's pre PGP profile, permission to profile on side B. We all know Lewis and Palmdale, one of our great Trash Tuesday callers. He's awesome. I've gotten a. Pretty close with Lewis via even texting and playing Madden and stuff like that. And Lewis, we've all heard about his kidney donations. He's going to talk a little bit about that. And I get into his travels. I mean, he's traveled all over the place. And I, I want to know a little more about Lewis
2: and Palmdale. So he's third on the caller list or listener list on the permission granted profiles. Love it. I love this series, and I'm glad that you are going to have Lewis and Palmdale on because I think he's hysterical. He's a great listener. And he, um, he sent us a gift pack. And this was from his recent trip to Asia. He says, I've sent you a box of adventurous foods from the Philippines, Macau, and Thailand. And he says, I can assure you that all these products are readily available and legal to eat. It's not like eating an endangered species.
0: (laughs) Typical Lewis. So,
2: yeah. So I just want to show you some of the stuff that I want to try on the air because Lewis sent it to us. There's a whole box. Fried shrimp chips. I bet you those are good.
0: By DA is just tossing them at my feet here. Shrimp broad beans. <laughs> I love the idea that they're called broads. Shrimp broad beans. Taro sticks. Okay. That's maybe the Taiwan version
2: of veggie sticks. what is this? Tamarind with sugar? They look like little salted nuts, but maybe it's just tamarind. I don't even know what tamarind is. Tapang pusit. This looks like maybe some type of oh. dried fruit, but it has a squid on it. Don't say that too quick. I wouldn't. I'm sorry. Could you eat something that looks like fruit? That This could be like squid jerky. I'll try it. Wow. What do you think this is? Goldilocks? Looks like a peanut Polverone. butter cup. Provolone? Provolone? Polverone.
0: I don't know what that is. It looks sweet, though. What are they eating over there?
2: These are all so wild.
0: Do you think they uh, like a radio show in Taiwan? Taiwan? How do you say it? Thailand. Thailand, who gets a box of like Chips Ahoy and Oreo
2: and goes, what is this thing? Would you ever eat this? Black sesame soft candy. You might be like licorice. These just look like salted peanuts. You got like a of the Explorer bag of chips over there? Mushroom chicharron. Now, chicharron is pork, I believe. So we're having dried
0: mushroom pork. What huh. could that be? Look at the snacks they have. Can you just get a dipsy doodle? I mean, what are you doing?
2: This This... is wild. There's a lot of wild stuff in here. So, You know what this reminds me of?
0: The food version of if you got like a kit of fireworks on the 4th of July. (laughs) Yeah. Stop playing like, oh, what does this do?
2: Look, edamame in like a candy pack. Interesting. Look, I'd try all of this. You would.
0: I don't know if we'd get sick from all
2: of it. I mean, this is a a pack a package that looks like it's, um. what are those, like, they're like home fries, like handicap sticks. Hot fries? Yes, hot fries. Hot fries. These look like hot fries with a fish jumping out of them and peppers on fire. So hot fish sticks. Hot
0: fish cheese sticks. Well, I got news for you. You eat those. If you get a hot fish jumping out of somewhere else later on, it's
2: going to be a bad scene. So, how about this? Squid seafood snack. That looks gross. It looks like br- peanut brittle made out of squid. What is the obsession with squids and everything I think it's cheap and it's seafood and it's maybe salty.
0: I like squid. But like dried out squid? I don't like squid in candy form. No. But look, I'm going to try it all out of an honor to my friend. You are. Money gold, chewy tamarind candy. Is it possible Lewis is trying to kill us, hoping we get a kidney if we die eating these snacks? Anything's
2: possible. (laughs) (laughs) I would also say maybe he's trying to kill us so that we have um, less ability to keep huge freeze off the air because I think he's a huge freeze fan.
0: Oh, I don't think he's a, he's a huge. You think e. He's anti? He's, I think he's anti. And now anti I'm upset for? because I already, I've already taped side B and I didn't. I wanted to avoid huge freeze on this PGP, but of course we couldn't. We had to get here at the end of side A. I w- Oh, boy. What I is wanna, this?
2: I want to try the shrimp broad beans on this as a little preview. For All the right. Show. We'll have a broad bean. Let's smell it. All right.
0: Oh, that smells oh, awful. Oh, God. I don't even want to be gross. That smells like my crotch after playing hockey. All right. Oh, I think, this these, is I think awful. these are long
2: beans, um, dried out beans that have shrimp flavor on them. All right.
0: Nope, I'm out. I'm out, and they're hot. No, they're not hot. No. Nope.
2: Oh, they're gross. But, oh, they're awful. That's terrible. Oh, it's terrible. Ew. Oh, god. <clears throat> See, it doesn't taste like the good part of <clears throat> shrimp. It tastes like the bad part of shrimp. Like when you go into a a nasty seafood right counter and you can sh- smell the shrimp are bad and you smell like their claws.
0: It smells like the oiled water in a dock where you'd leave a boat in the yeah, northeast. Yeah, yeah.
2: Not the claws. Like when you get prawns and you see like the shells ripped
0: off the prawns. Yeah. Oh, that is nasty. Who like honestly? If they're selling that, people enjoy that. Why would you enjoy that? I'm still eating it. Hey, what are you doing? It tastes like I'm licking the bottom of a fish tank. I could say it tastes like I'm licking the bottom of a lot of things right now, and I won't. That's awful. And you're still eating. Here, you try one of these? Yeah. Try a tamarind. Is yeah. that a sweet snack? Yeah. I need something sweet to yeah. counteract this. I still haven't had lunch for the day.
1: Yeah, sweet.
2: All right. This is like a nut. This looks like a little brown nugget that has sugar on it, and it's called tamarind with sugar. No. I can hear you chewing it. What's
0: going on here? What does it taste like? It tastes like I'm biting into like CD wrapping. No, <laughs> oh, Now I got like a raisin taste. CD wrapping? Well, Like cellophane? What? No, <laughs> oh, I don't know what's happening Something just fell out of my mouth. It's awful.
2: So we're 0 for 2 here. By the way, the shrimp broad beans are made by Tong Garden. That was like a bad spicy raisin. Oh, Tong! That's hot too. This is
0: awful, Lewis. Awful.
2: <clears throat> These are
0: a couple of bad taste tests. Really bad. And yeah. usually I'm pretty open.
2: We have a whole box.
0: Great. Maybe it should just be a weekly thing through the summer.
2: Should we? Let's just try one chicharron mushroom just to go one for three here. And what if we go 0 oh for three? Then we put this box away forever. Cheat your own. These look like little pieces of fried chicken parts. Like they do, like the piece that would fall off on your plate
0: and you'd throw out. Yeah. But net now they put them in a bag. You know what? That's what it tastes like, too. Yeah. This is just mushroom flour egg spices. <clears throat> that's exactly what it tastes like. It tastes like the piece of fried chicken that's falling off your plate, and now you just you would you're still hungry and you're picking at it for no reason. It's just breading. Right. Which says something about the other two snacks that that's obviously the best one.
2: I'll have another. Sure. Obviously the best one. Wow, so they have found a way to package the part of a fried chicken that's not actually the fried chicken meat. I could see myself
0: snacking on this. I could. College football Saturday. Sit down, noon, Big Ten game. Plowing through a bag. Very thirsty for no reason at the end. Oh, man. bam Oh, one more. My lunch is going to be real tasty now. Oh. No more chicharrones for me. Thank you, Louis. Thank you so much. As DA stocks up the box.
2: I've been having to hide these around the office because he sent it to us like a week ago.
0: Yeah, and you know how people free food, although that probably would have been the best thing <laughs> if they all had it. But we will talk to Louis about sending us snacks on his world travels and how he travels with all uh, what's going on in his
2: life. Yeah. All right, so that's side A coming up. Side B of the PGP permission granted profile with the guy that just sent us this big, big box of craziness, Lewis and Palmdale.
0: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into side B of the PGP. It is the ever growing series that I think is going to win an Emmy sooner or later. And that is the Permission Granted Profiles, which, again, you hand it to DA, hits, hits me over the head, wants me to do these, and now they've become a smash hit. Two weeks ago, we heard from Dixie Dan. Last week, we hear from Hurricane Jen. All sorts of stories, all sorts of headaches, and if you were able to keep track of everything Hurricane Jen said last week, you deserve a medal because I still don't. Hopefully, we have it a little simpler today, a little easier, with one of my favorite listeners a guy who, frankly, I'm considering a friend at this point in time because of how close we've gotten through messaging and, and everything else, and even playing Madden, and that is the great Lewis in Palmdale. Lewis, what's up, bro? Bean me up, Meraz! <laughs> what's up, Lewis? How you doing, man? Thanks for joining uh, the PG Profiles.
1: I'm doing great, brother. You know what? Uh, I, I appreciate the kind words, and yes, we are friends. Uh as you know over these past 12 days I was I spent them at Cedar Sinai I was a little bit sick but uh you know thank the the gods that I'm feeling better and I'm right here at home ready to do this PGP which I'm uh, very honored to do. Thank you very much for the for the opportunity.
0: I appreciate it Lewis and and as we get towards the end of the the permission credit profile I would like to spend a little time on on everything you've been dealing with and and where people can go to uh, to help if at all. And we'll get to that in just a sec, but as we like to do with these permission credit profiles, we like to get to know a little bit about the listener. How you started listening, you know, what your deal is. And Let's just start for you, Lewis. You were somebody who, when we switched time slots to what would be mornings out west for you, where you are in California, middays here on the East Coast, that's when you really started to take hold of the DA show. You used to call on on Trash Tuesday, you still do, and you really became a very hysterical part. And you weren't really a part of the DA show for the first four years in different time slots and such. So what drew you to the DA show? How did you first listen, and how did you become a fan?
1: Well, part of the problem, of course, was when you guys were at night, there, you know, I would listen, but a lot of times I would fall asleep just because it was so late.
0: Not because um, it was so
1: boring, I guess. Not because it was boring; it was just <laughs> late, man. I mean, uh, it was—I believe it was like eleven to like uh, three or something like that. Right, and, right. That was uh, East Coast it, overnights, West Coast late nights. Yeah, so you know, I would start listening little by little. Um, it, it grabbed my attention, but it, I just never could have uh, called during those time slots. So. Uh, when you guys moved over, I was like, "Wow, this is great!" You know, I could listen to the whole thing, and I started to getting the shtick. And uh, Trash Tuesday is my thing, man. You know, everything. Every time I, I I I wake up and do things, it's like I'm looking for these things, but they naturally pop up and they annoy the hell out of me. And uh, DA and you guys give me the proper form to uh, you know get that out.
0: It's a, that's a, that's a great way to put it. On those Trash Tuesdays. You know, one thing that's really cool about Trash Tuesdays, it involves everybody on Twitter and everybody on the phones, anybody who has something that's really ticked them off. It's a good good way to vent. But your Trash Tuesdays are so unique because they're not spur of the moment. They feel to me like something that you have been sitting on for a week and really trying to say, how am I going to perfect this? I want to make these guys laugh. Are you scripting out your Trash Tuesdays? And if so, how far in advance are you doing this?
1: No, it's you know, when you script things out, it doesn't – it doesn't work because it sounds like you actually kind of make it up. What I do though is I do make mental notes, I do a rough outline of what actually ticked me off and then from there, uh I just brew on it, man. I mean, it, these are things that get on my nerves for the, you know, longest time and um I've been able to just uh spit it out when it comes out. So uh, you, you know, uh, because I have to wait till a Tuesday, I just brew on it, and I'm like, okay, I need to add this, I need to add this, I need to add that. But as far as a script or anything like that, no, it's more of a, a bones and outline type of situation.
0: Okay, and you mentioned Trash Tuesdays, obviously your favorite part of the show. Uh, if you could rank, uh, you know what, I love doing this because who cares? I don't care if you rank me last. Rank uh, your DA show characters that you love, or maybe something that bothers you. You know what? Forget it. something that bothers you about Da, myself, Bogush, and Bilotti. I want you to trash each one of us. Something that that bothers you about each each of us.
1: Well, when it comes to uh, Da, I, honestly, man, I, I tell you guys these things not because uh, you know I'm ball washing or anything like that, but <laughs> but uh, you know, there's really nothing that that. Uh, that uh, I dislike about you guys. Now, the, the one thing that I do love about the show is when there's a hot topic and then we go down a rabbit hole of just stupidity. You know, we start talking about ALF and uh, other <laughs> topics that, you know, nobody else is going to talk throughout the day. And then, uh, you know, we leave uh, the, the, the hot topics of that, uh, of, that uh, of that day on the table that's what I love from the show that how it how we start talking about chips and and, and cheese and the way uh, a, a a sandwich is configured and what topping works and then all of a sudden we find ourselves uh, listening to you guys talking about how John Sally is giving a, a movie review on Dunstan checks in the 25th anniversary of the, uh, <laughs> uh, of, of, of uh, the, you know, that, that movie. That's what I, that's what draws me in. And the fact that uh, every single one of you guys uh, is able to make fun of each other and you don't take each other seriously. I absolutely love that. And that's what draws me to the show um the fact that you know a lot of times the the political aspects uh of of uh of sports is not talked about i absolutely love that we already have enough blowhards You talking about politics and all of that uh, the last thing we need is a sports talk radio guy who really may be out of their element and at the same time who gives a damn you know right. that we go we go to the sports uh, in order to get away from that stuff and the fact that You know, we're talking about uh, you know uh, Poppy getting shot, and if if it was worth it or not. I absolutely love that,
0: Lewis. You've always had such a great a great sense of humor. All this we are speaking to Lewis and Palmdale famed DA show caller. You know, Lewis. uh, A couple weeks ago, you sent us some food from Taiwan, I believe it was, and you've sent us some stuff in the past. Really, I I follow you on Instagram now. I believe I do. Maybe I don't. But regardless, you are such a world traveler. I want a little bit of a background. Are these merely vacations? Is it family? Like, where? How do you end up all over
1: the world and somehow always tuned into the DA show whenever you are? Here's the thing, man. Once I uh, prove loyal to something, I get addicted to it, and no matter where I'm at, I, I, I listen. So um, I do a lot of things. You know, a lot of these apps are location-based, and you can't hear them outside. So, uh, you know, I work in the... Uh, in the outsourcing field, uh, I, I work for call centers, and I help businesses maximize their workforce. And uh, I, I go to the Philippines. I go, uh, this time I went to Thailand. Uh, I do. Uh, I go to Mexico all the time, Nicaragua. Wow. Uh, the re- so I go to all these places, a lot of times for business. Uh, I work out of these places. And... Uh, yeah, I, the reason I listen and I and I make people listen to the show as well is because uh, in outsourcing you want people to sound um, basically American to understand the American tones, cadence, and all of that. So I use uh, you know sports talk radio to uh, you know to teach these people how to interact uh, with Americans. With the American tone. Um, So uh, another thing, too, is I love traveling around the world. I have a great partner in my wife. And uh, although I have kidney disease, which we're going to talk about later, uh, I have kidney disease. I am not kidney disease. It doesn't define who I am. I love that answer. So so, uh, no matter where I go, I do my treatments. I've been blessed to have uh, insurance and a machine and doctors who work with me. I travel with all my stuff. Uh, it gets a little bit expensive, but what am I going to take to the grave, man? It's either I take an adventure and I enjoy life and see the world for what it is, or I stay home waiting for death to come and, and and visit me. So, uh, yeah, that's why I travel the world because you, ha- I, I believe, uh, and that's one of my things. I believe you have to live.
0: That's so inspirational, Louis. And and right before we get to that, just one more question, because you sent us that food from Taiwan. I was eating some kind of spicy chili chip things that were like uh, Taiwanese or Thailand version of Fritos. How do you determine what food you're going to pick up and box up and ship to us? Like, well, what makes you think, like, this is perfect for the DA
1: show? Well, here's the thing, man. Um, You know, for a fat guy, I'm a very picky eater, man. (laughs) Um, My my wife is Filipina, and when I go to the Philippines, I lose about 10 to 20 pounds on average just because I don't eat their food. It's that bad, Um, huh? It's that bad. And when I went to Thailand and I went around, I go, you know what? These guys love tasting weird stuff. And uh, when I started going through the 7-Elevens, the markets, the open air markets and all of that, I started seeing weird things, uh, you know, and I'm like, oh, I think uh, Moraz would like to at least have a taste of um, fish cracklings and uh, taro chips and, uh, uh, you know, um, I think I gave you um, some calamari as well. And <laughs> I, I go, okay, you know what, uh, I'll just send, you know, what's the big deal? It's it's a few bucks. I we- get to share my adventures and uh, I get to hear about it when uh, you guys talk about it. So I'm glad it makes me very happy. Uh, my family thinks I'm eating it for myself, but it's like, no, it's, it, it's for my friends at the radio show. And they're like, what does that mean? They don't <laughs> understand that. But, uh, yeah, man, you guys are welcome, and uh, everywhere I go, I think about the show, and uh, thanks to Kaplan and all the other venues, I'm able to listen all the time.
0: I appreciate that, Lewis, and obviously, you know the show all too well if you know him, we're going to love fish cracklings and everything else, or at least be curious to try. Now, let, let's get to you know something that we've alluded to and mentioned. One thing that's really drawn me to you is you've been very open about what you've been fighting with kidney disease and and the idea that you're an amputee and, and you've been looking for a donor. And it, that's a lot, man. That's a lot of weight to bear. And for you to have such a positive attitude, as you just mentioned about life, like you're here to live. You're not here to wait around. You want to travel. And I think you're truly inspirational. So just tell us a little bit about the background, what you can, about what about what you've been fighting, how, maybe how long you've been dealing with it, and what anybody out there listening to this PGP could do to help Lewis and Pom though.
1: Well, the first thing that you know people could do is if you know anybody who is sick it doesn't matter what it is uh help them out be be an inspiration to them uh you know, be a shoulder be support but don't give them pity okay i don't pity myself man uh because if i pity myself it's a crutch it's an emotional crutch i try i have a very supportive wife family doctors and i've been blessed with that i did have an amputation 7 years ago due to Uh, uh, some diabetic issues. And because of those diabetic issues, uh, those complications, eventually it led to me uh, having kidney disease uh, as well. Uh, When I had the amputation, uh, my wife uh, never gave me any pity. Um, I was walking uh, on, of course, a stump, uh, but uh, my recovery time was expected to be eight months. And uh, I only took three weeks to get back home and start working again. Um, The mind is a powerful thing. Attitude is everything. Uh, What I've learned is if 99% of my attitude is positive, that 1% of the physical part, whether I have a foot or not, uh, will just uh, play itself out. So um, that's how I got to to that amputation. And now that I'm looking for a kidney, I I, I don't live uh, waiting for a kidney. I either am going to get it or not going to get it. I believe in the secret. And every morning I do my meditations. I I also pray. uh, And, uh, you know, it's going to happen. I don't have any doubt whatsoever because I have a life mission. I don't do journeys, man. You know, people who say my life is a journey, they really tick me off because you don't you don't do anything as a journey. You don't go up and hit a home run as a journey. You don't hit the ice as a journey. You don't try to score a goal. There's always a process. You know, once you have a good process, you could shoot a free throw, uh, 99% of the time you could, uh, score a touchdown. You know, you, you, you never hear, uh, you know, anybody playing football say, Oh, well I'm here in a journey for today and I'm going to see where it takes me. No, you have to have a purpose. And my purpose in life, I believe, is to help people out with, uh, who have kidney disease and who are amputated. Um, there's nothing worse you know, than somebody who has an amputated heart. You could have an amputated leg, amputated feet, and you could still do things. But if you have an amputated mind, you're dead in the water. So uh, people who want to help me out, uh, look, I, I need a kidney. I don't need your kidney. I need a kidney. So if you go to my website, if you put my timeline, if you follow me, if you do all of these things and you just share one time, you know, it's like that uh, old MCI uh, commercial (laughs) and one person tells another and one person tells another. Uh, That's all I need. And, you know, my website is Donor, D-O-N-O-R, the number four, Luis, L-U-I-S dot com. And uh, you'll go see there. You'll see my adventures. I try to post positive thoughts and all of that other stuff as well. And uh, there you could see the contact information, not only for my kidney coordinator, but maybe there's somebody else who needs help, and you guys could help them out too. So uh, every time I say the website on any of my calls, I get a great traffic from the aliens. I appreciate all of that. And, yeah, man, it's one of the greatest things that I experiences that I have because I see people who want to help me out, And you know what? If you help somebody else out, I get the karma. I get the uh, goodwill, and uh, it's going to happen, Maraz. I don't care what anybody says. Nobody's going to stop me from getting a a kidney.
0: I truly believe that, too. And, again, that's Donor4, the number four, Luis, L-U-I-S, dot .com. Luis, Luis, whatever you want to call you, you've been awesome on this Permission granted profile. Thank you so much for your time this morning.
1: Thanks, brother. You have yourself a great day, and, again, Trash Tuesday lives on. Thank you.
0: (laughs) There you go. That's Lewis of Palmdale here on the Permission Granted Profiles. What an inspirational story. Remember to check out his website. And thank you so much for listening.
2: Baseball is back. And so is MLB.TV. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand.